All right, week number eight of Aggressive Progressive Podcast with Chris Hahn. Another week of craziness. Mueller finally spoke last week. Thank God. I was worried he was going to sound like Porky Pig or something. I got a great guest on this show, Janet Johnson from CNN, uh, HLN. You've seen her. If you listen to my radio show, you know exactly who she is. She's probably the person in politics who is most like me. And I've known Janet for years, but I've never actually met her. So uh, you're going to enjoy that. Here we go. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the battle. Not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the Commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. Uh, I think it's time that we have a serious discussion about impeaching the president. And I think Robert Mueller made the case that Congress needs to do its job. Robert Mueller basically said everything the attorney general said about why I didn't charge the president is a lie. And the attorney general knows that he lied. And if you listen to his statements, he he parsed his words he gave himself lots of room the attorney general did but Robert Mueller made it very clear that the only reason he didn't indict the president well sorry let me go back Robert Mueller didn't charge the president didn't say the president committed a crime and didn't indict the president and the reason he didn't do those three things was because the Department of Justice policy that says the DOJ cannot charge a sitting president. And the, and, and the uh, special counsel was very clear to say he cannot be charged with federal crimes. That does not mean he cannot be charged with state crimes. Keep that in mind, America. State crimes, it appears, are on the table for this president. Federal crimes can only be done by other constitutional means, says the special counsel. What are the other constitutional means, you might ask? Well, that is impeachment. The Congress must investigate and determine if impeachment hearings are warranted. Now, some of you might have seen me on Fox News earlier this week. I was on the day before Mueller made his statement, not knowing that Mueller was going to make his statement. I called Robert Mueller a diva and said, time for him to come out and talk to America. The very next day, 
Earlier that morning, I was on at 7 p.m. prime time because I'm prime time Chris right now. I was on a prime time with Martha McCallan, and I called Robert Mueller a diva. I also argued with her about why he didn't charge, and she disagreed with me. And the next day, Robert Mueller was the first thing he said as why he didn't charge. And he agreed 100% with me. The very next day, 9 a.m., we get a word that Robert Mueller will be giving a statement at 11 o'clock. Now, I'm not saying I'm the reason he did it, Mike, but it is a coincidence, right? I'm on national television. I'm on one of the biggest shows in America. Talking to my producer, Mike, here. I mean, uh, the biggest show in America Mm -hmm. at that time, Robert Mueller, you know, he seems like the kind of guy who's regimented. He has his dinner at 6, watches a little news at 7. I'm on at 7. I say, hey, Robert. Let's go. Stop being a diva. Come answer some questions. Come talk to the American people. I actually said he needs to go talk to Congress. Christian's got a little pull out there. Hey, man. We're just starting to uh, you know, wait. Look, if Robert Mueller disagrees with me, Robert Mueller should come out and say it. Okay? That's all I have to say. <laughs> we all know that Robert Mueller doesn't talk, right? He's not a talker. So he made a statement, and I got to tell you, Um, Robert Mueller is an intense guy and the statement he made was basically what he wrote in his report. He pulled some parts of that report out and all of a sudden America's paying attention. This shows us that we don't read in this country and that's part of our problem. I mean, part of the problem in this country right now is nobody's going to take time to actually do some research, read read up on their candidates that they might have to vote for. It's not just this president, but, you know, the guy who's running for dog catcher in your community uh, might have some issues you might want to look into. But, Robert, what he said yesterday couldn't have been clearer, yet I have been having fights for the last month about exactly what he just said, even though I read the report, and those people read the report too, I think. And it's pretty clear to me in the report. I I mean, this is not the riddle of the Sphinx. He says in the report that DOJ guidance does not allow a sitting president to be charged with a federal crime. Federal. Underline that. Federal. DOJ does not oversee state crimes. President is not exempt from state crimes. President cannot pardon himself from state crimes. So if there are any state crimes out there we're finding out about, who knows? And, you know, there were 12 referrals to 12 different U.S. attorney's offices across this country by the special counsel, Mr. Mueller. So let's find out, America. Let's find out. I think it's time that Congress get real. If the president is not going to cooperate, if the president is not going to turn over the documents that they request, the president needs to be impeached. Congress has no choice. And let me... Let me dispel the myth. There's a myth out there that impeaching Donald Trump would be good for Donald Trump. That, my friends, is nonsense. They point to Bill Clinton miraculously picking up seats in the midterms uh, while he was being impeached in 2000, uh, excuse me, in 1998. Now, America, in 1994, the Republicans had one of the biggest wave year elections ever. Ever. They picked up dozens of seats that had been held by Democrats for generations. 
some of those seats were bound to be taken back when that wave withdrew. Some of those seats were the very seats the president picked up in 1998. People say it was good for Bill Clinton. It wasn't good for Bill Clinton. It's the first thing anybody says about Bill Clinton is that he was impeached. And the Republicans didn't lose control of Congress in 1998. And they gained the presidency in 2000. And remember, America, the economy was booming in 2000. Al Gore was the vice president. He was Bill Clinton's hand-picked successor. And he lost. He lost to a candidate who was pretty weak, who wasn't a good debater, who wasn't great on issues, but who did promise to restore integrity to the White House. So America... Let's stop with the nonsense that impeachment will be good for Donald Trump. Mr. President, if you think it's going to be good for you, you are wrong, you are mistaken, and you should fire anyone, anyone who is giving you advice to keep on goading Congress into impeaching you. Because the impeachment is coming. I am predicting by sometime in September, the president will be impeached. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be removed. I'm not saying that they're going to, not impeached, sorry. Impeachment hearings will begin by September because this president is refusing to turn over documents. He's saying there needs to be a legitimate legislative person purpose. Well, impeachment is a legitimate legislative purpose. And quite frankly, the president's wrong. Congress is entitled to whatever Congress wants from this president, unless it's somehow privileged. And quite frankly, if you allowed someone to testify to Robert Mueller, and then you did not claim privilege on any of that testimony, that person could then come to Congress and testify on everything it said there. Because we all know the power of words. We are learning it this week. We are learning that the power of speech is very important in our politics. The value of theater, the value of dramatics, having somebody come and raise their right hand And speak to Congress. Yeah, I get it. Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows, you know, the gym teacher. And I don't know what Mark Meadows was, a country lawyer. Uh, You know, I don't think that their questioning of Don McGahn, let's say, is going to kill Don McGahn. And I disagree with the special counsel. I, I, I think that he needs to go to Congress. He said yesterday that this is his testimony. And if I come to Congress, all I'm going to do is read from my report. Okay, come to Congress and read from your report. And uh, members of Congress, be prepared when these people come. Have a plan. Forget about your five-second soundbite on your local news, congressman or congresswoman. Have a plan. Know what you want to get to. Distribute the questions amongst yourselves and make sure those questions are asked. In fact, there should be one book of questions. And when you're done with your question, you should scratch it out and pass the book along. Because the way they question right now with each one of them coming up with their own ideas ain't working. Ain't working for me. Very few of them have anything good to ask. Now, we know the Republicans are going to just ask about, uh, you know, um, the two FBI agents who were having an affair and didn't like Trump because they're, you know, public enemy number one. They were trying to bring down the presidency. Uh, they're going to ask about Jim Comey's hatred of Trump. Let me let me explain something to you, right-wing America. But for Jim Comey's incompetence, Donald Trump would not be president. And I'm not saying Jim Comey was evil. I'm saying Jim Comey was incompetent. His statements 
about Hillary Clinton both in July and then again in October influenced the election, specifically the October surprise. That changed the course of history. That is why Donald Trump is in the White House, America. And I believe that and that alone, more than anything Russia did, more than Hillary not going to Michigan, more than anything else, Jim Comey. So for Donald Trump to call him, you know, to accuse him of of, of being treasonous against Trump, that's nonsense. Donald Trump should be thanking his lucky stars that Jim Comey did what he did in October of 2016. Because but for that moment, he would not have been president. I remember it like it was yesterday. That was back when I still did daytime TV once in a while. And I was on my way to the studio to talk about the polling data, which basically said, he's done. And on my way to the studio, I get a call from the producer. Did you see the Comey letter? And I said, what Comey letter? And then I opened up my email and I saw the Comey letter and I said, oh my God, this is going to give him hope. This means he can win the election. That's my, that was my initial reaction. And I went on TV and I was asked about it and I said the exact same thing. This should give him hope. This is bad for Hillary Clinton. I don't try to spin things, America. I am not a member of a particular party. I am a progressive. I tell you what I'm thinking. You might like it. You might not like it. But I say what I think. I call it like I see it. I try to tell the truth at every turn. Jim Comey elected Donald Trump. And Robert Mueller, you know, I did call him a diva. And I still think he's a bit of a diva. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, how dare you call a Marine a diva? Look, I mean, a diva means you're accomplished at something. We just want you to be less difficult, right? We don't call people who aren't superstars divas. We call superstars divas. You call people who are not divas who are being difficult, difficult. You don't, you don't use that word. You don't throw that around lightly. But I think he's an honorable man. I think he did nonpartisan work. I think he did what he thought was in the best interest of the country. The problem with Robert Mueller is he's playing by a set of rules that no longer exist in Washington, D.C. He's expecting Bill Barr, the attorney general, traitor Judas to this country, a man who should be impeached right now by Congress. He is expecting Bill Barr to behave like other attorneys general with honor and respect for the people who are trying to enforce the law in this country. Bill Barr is a political hack. He's a joke. He is Donald Trump's rabid cur. He might as well be a campaign staffer. He's not here to tell the truth. He is a more polished spin doctor for this president. He doesn't care about justice. He doesn't care about Robert Mueller. He cares about pleasing Donald Trump. Why a guy who's already been attorney general would want this job and want that role is beyond me. He must believe in the monarchy. I I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. He must be a monarchist somewhere in his line. I've got to look up his papers and find out if he's ever written about America needing a monarchy. Because... His view on presidential powers is completely different than the founders' view on presidential powers, particularly Jefferson. Congress is the supreme branch. 
The Congress should be respected. I expect them to impeach Bill Barr, and I expect them to open impeachment hearings on Donald Trump. Bill Barr appears to me to have lied to Congress, both about what he said about Mueller and his knowing about, understanding about what Mueller may or may not have said about why he did not charge an obstruction. And by the way, another thing you should take away from Mueller's comments that people aren't really talking about. He talked about how the obstruction hampered all the other investigations, including the conspiracy or, quote, collusion portion. I think that there was some collusion going on. It might not have risen to the level of criminality because our laws have not caught up with that kind of criminality. We do not have the kind of laws in place to deal with these cyber crimes that were happening during the election. Doesn't mean it was good. Doesn't mean it was right. But the American people need to understand that the president of the United States campaign team, maybe not the president himself, but the president of the United States campaign team welcomed the involvement of the Russians in the 2016 election. Paul Manafort shared polling data with the Russians during the 2016 election. He was his campaign chairman. If that was Hillary Clinton's campaign chairperson, she'd be in jail right now. I'm sorry. They would have been outside the White House with handcuffs and torches trying to take her away. The Republicans, the same people saying no big deal right now because they have no morals. They only have situational ethics and they have absolutely no shame, America. Absolutely no shame. And it is amazing to me that only one Republican, Justin Amash, a libertarian from Michigan, has come out and said this man should be removed, impeached, It's amazing to me. I read this report. You need to read this report. But more importantly, you know, let's discuss for a second the fact that the Russians are coming again to try to interfere in this election, that there were there was clear evidence that the special counsel uncovered about the Russians intentionally trying to benefit Trump in the elections. And he believes they're going to do it again. And the president of the United States and Mitch McConnell, old turkey neck, they're doing nothing about it. Mitch McConnell will not even let a vote come to the floor about bills designed to protect our elections from cyber crimes and from the Russians. Doesn't want to have a crime there. Doesn't want to have a new crime that Trump could be charged with if he somehow wins this election. And I'm not one of those guys who thinks it's a done deal that he doesn't get reelected, America. I am not one of those guys. I would never say that. I think he's got a narrow path. I think it's more narrow than it was in 2016, but he still has a path and he is an incumbent president. Got a lot of tools at his disposal to help him win. But I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that he loses. That's not my belief. So anything that helps him win, he's all for. Seems like Mitch McConnell's all for it too. I mean, these people have no shame They have no loyalty to America and they want to try to say that it's progressives that are not the patriots. America, they are not loyal to you. They are loyal to themselves and their own power. That is what they care about. That is why they are not coming out against Donald Trump because if they come out against Donald Trump, 
it will weaken their own power. It'll make it less likely that they retain the majority in the United States Senate. It'll make it much more likely that a Democrat becomes president of the United States in 2020, and the Democrats may even expand their majority in the House of Representatives, and they may even win some seats in state governments that might allow them to gerrymander and actually us have fair districts. Democrats win the popular vote for Congress in almost every election, but they don't always win the Congress. They got to win by about 10 points right now to win the majority. And that's what they want. They want to make it harder for non-Republicans to win because they can't win on the field of ideas. They've got to change the game. All right. I'll talk some more about this with Janet Johnson. You see her on HLN every week. You see her on CNN often. You hear her on my radio show. Take a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Joining me now, though, my political soul sister, the person who I love to talk to when things get crazy, is my good friend, Janet Johnson. You see her on HLN every Saturday morning. Sometimes you see her in other places. You hear her on the Chris Hancho. She's been a guest since the very beginning, five years ago. We still have never met in person. Janet, how you doing? I'm I'm well, I, I guess, you know, breaking news already, like before we even came on, the economy is now fully in the you-know-what. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where to start, Chris. It's just it's dizzying. I'm just waiting for some Republican to have some sort of, I don't know, consistency. I mean, other than Justin Amash, who yeah, I guess is consistent, yeah, we have right? Amash, right? Yeah, I mean, he's consistent, right? He, he's a libertarian, and I think some of his ideas are kind of kooky, but he's oh, at least consistent, yeah. right? He, well, I mean, uh, listen, uh, no offense to any, you know, listeners who voted for Trump, but maybe you didn't know what you were getting into, but right. I, I'm just shocked. I, you have to think Lindsey Graham goes home, you know, where whatever that is, and like, just thinks to himself, I can't believe I'm defending this guy who can't even look at a I, ship with my best friend's name on it. I mean, that is craziness, right? And it, it's like, it's, and even if he didn't order it, some sycophant in his office ordered it. And he didn't condemn it. He said, I, I, you know, it was They well meant intended. well. They were well-wishered. They were well-meaning. I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a Donald Trump. I'm not a, I'm not a John McCain fan. He killed health care. No, he saved health care. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, he didn't have to do anything after he was, you know, held prisoner for five years. Right. I mean, he could have done nothing the rest of his life. Right. It would be, you know, we should still be erecting, you know, ships in his name. Right. And in fact, it was not his name. It was his grandfather's name. I mean, it, his family has served the country honorably, which no Trump has ever done. Right. No, no, because they're, you know, bone spurs running the family and they just, right. you know, they, don't, they can't but, they can't walk. You know, and I always I just feel like every day is a chance to say to, you know, voters that, you know, for whatever reason voted for Trump. OK, but did you now we can all stipulate that, like, he's terrible, horrible, he's terrible in every way. Like, there's nothing redeeming about him at all. Zero. He can't like he can't. He has no grace. Right. I think when yes. you're the leader, you need to have grace. You, right. need to, you need to be calm and measured in what you say at all times. Right. Right? And maybe well, you could be forgiven right. in a crisis. Maybe you, you, you blow up. It's okay. 
But you need to have grace at all times. This man shows no grace ever. He can't show grace for a man who served his country well and has been dead for a year. That's crazy. Right, right, right. But and, but even if you were okay with that, like maybe, I don't know, maybe Mike Ditka is not graceful. But like if you like winning, he's your guy, right? I mean, there right. are people you could say, all right, he's not a great person or he's not well-spoken or he's not like classy. But, man, he can, you know, coach a football team. Right. Well, yeah, but Mike Dicker was coaching a football team. Right. And he's the leader of the free world. But I wouldn't even, you know, Donald Trump can't even run his own company. He can't no. even, you know, keep his own fortune. He can't Donald even- Trump can't run a bath. I, I mean, it is. Right. This is just. It's just nonsense. Now the whole thing's nonsense, and I don't understand how people aren't just saying, "Okay, enough." No well, mas. I did see something on Twitter, you know, which is uh, I'm obsessed. But I did see a, a quote from a you know Republican or Trump voter saying, "Like Tuesday was the first I heard that the Mueller report didn't totally exonerate Donald Trump. I had no idea <laughs> that it wasn't altogether good news for Donald Trump." This is. You know, shocking. Right. Well, that's why people have to talk, right? Right. I, or, I'm, you know, you mean Mueller come to Congress. Or maybe it'd be nice if people read the report. I mean, that you wouldn't have been shocked by Mueller's statement had you read Right. It, it, it was the know, exact same thing he said in the report, which, right. by the way, I, and I, I, I have to share this with you because I know you don't watch Fox News. No, but I don't. I was on Fox News <laughs> on Tuesday night, the night the day the day before the the you know Mueller statement. Yeah, and I was talking about Mueller. Yeah, and I was on with Sean Spicer, who's who I was debating, who went to my undergraduate college. Uh, that doesn't say much for your undergraduate, but anyway. No, I'm, I'm not bragging. I just I feel it's a confessional. I'm just saying <laughs> she's confessing. Yeah, confessing. Uh, Steve Gutenberg went to SUNY Albany. Uh, so, uh, well, that so did Harvey much. Milk, though. By the way, so did Harvey Milk. Oh. Um. Uh. So I was debating them, and I said that I think Robert Mueller's being a bit of a diva, and he needs to testify before Congress. And Martha McCallan and and uh, Spicy jumped down my throat about that. And and then I said, Robert Mueller said in his report that he wasn't going to put an indictment out because you can't indict a sitting president from the federal government, from the from the Justice Department. Right. And right. they said, the report doesn't say that. I said, yes, it does. And then we were yelling at each other for two minutes until the segment ended. Had they read the report? I, that's what I said. I, I read the report. That's right. what it says. Right, right, right. Right. But the, the, the attorney general said that's not what it says, even though the attorney general, I'm pretty sure, knows how to read. Well, I'm, I, you know, I don't know much wrote, about this guy, but I do think he knows how to read. He wrote a letter that was full of lies, and he did this in the Bush administration as well. I and mean, this isn't a new, you know, maneuver from him. And he, you know, came out, and it worked. I mean, he started the narrative on a lie, and this is where I think your point's well taken. Mueller should have never stood for that right. in any way, shape, or form. He right. needed to come out. Now, technically. You know, Barr is his boss right now. Not now. Not anymore. He's not his boss. Right. He was his boss, you know, two days ago. So I guess it's hard to say my boss is lying about what I said, but the bottom line is he he did not hide the ball when he said, if we could have exonerated Donald Trump, we would have done so. Right. If we could say he didn't commit a crime, we would have done so. Right. And the only reason we didn't is because it, you can't indict a sitting president, which I take exception with that. I do too. With, right. But well, if you work from that premise, he said it would be unfair to accuse somebody who can't defend himself. And you would think that they would all say, wow, that was a really honorable thing for him to do, not to make an opinion, that. leave it to Congress. And knowing that he can't right. defend himself. Now, meanwhile, you know, go back 
two years and no one had or three years, I guess now since Giacomi did not have that problem. Right, not at all. Honoring right. Hillary Clinton, but still criticizing her in a way that she had no. I, I, I spent herself. ten minutes tonight talking about how you know Jim Comey, you know, president is accusing him of treason. The president wouldn't be tre- president but for it's Jim Comey's 100%. incompetence. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, I know this is where we are today. It's okay to shout, lock her up about the former Secretary of State, First Lady, and the Senator, even though, you know, Betsy DeVos uses private email. And right. It's not, you the know, president not, used private email. Right, right, right. None of these Private texts. Right, right. It, in a phone that is easily accessible to anyone. Right. Jared's using WhatsApp to communicate with uh, Osama bin Laden, or whatever right. the guy's right, name. Right, right, <laughs> MBS. MBS. Mohammed bin Salah. <laughs> right. And, you know, we just found out this week that I know Elaine Chow isn't divested. Um, Steven Mnuchin sold his stakes in his company to a woman who he then married. Right. I mean, all of these people are so compromised. And, you know, so I know it's okay now to treat the other person on the other side of the aisle like, you know, the enemy. But, you know, again, this happened this week. We actually learned that you can treat that person worse than you would treat a dictator who murders his his own right, people, right? Right, right. It's and, amazing and, to me. Right, it's amazing. And, you know, again, any every hour. But if you're I, okay with all of that, right. a 5% tariff for yeah. every... I mean, this is just the start. It's going to keep going. Get up. ready. I hope you got all the TVs and cars you need. I mean, <laughs> people don't know, right? They right. don't understand. Uh, right? You like avocado? Because I do. Right, right. Well, that's... <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you don't eat avocado... You like guacamole, right? It's made out of avocado, just exactly. for the record. Exactly. Avocado toast may not be everyone's taste, although it's delicious. It is delicious. It's delicious, right? But I think everybody likes, you know, the stuff that, that they sell us, that China sells us, which you and I have talked about this before. That includes antibiotics, yep. by the way. Yeah. So I hope you like, you know, stock up, everybody. Can I, but- can I, I got to bring you back for a second. Because you hit on something when we were talking about the, uh, you know, when he was in Japan and mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un uh, criticized Joe Biden and then the Allegedly. president not we only. Seen, we don't know that that really happened. I don't, you know. That yeah, but I... the president's saying it did. And then right. the president's talking about it on foreign soil. I hearken back to the Dixie Chicks. Remember them? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And by the way, that movie is amazing. Shut Up and Sing. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen it, you should see it. I'm a huge I'm a huge Natalie Maines fan. I am too and you know actually I bought tickets to see them after I saw that and then we ended up not going but they went through hell. Hell, for, they lost their career basically. Yeah, I mean like they saying, basically had to break up. They 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 were on top of the world and yeah. and you know she said a mildly critical she thing. She said by the way I'm embarrassed that the president of the United States comes from Texas. That's it. That's, That's mildly offensive. Yep. It's yep. not even close to what the president said. In England. In, in England. England yeah. Right? This president siding with King Jong-un. Who, by the way, I think yesterday, saying it, we just found out that he executed someone who was involved in the summit because it didn't go the way he had hoped. Right. So that guy was just killed. Right. Murdered. Right. And also, you know, the, 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 the guy's shooting off rockets while the president's in Japan. Yeah, but the, he did, they were small. He didn't Yeah, no, it's small. Them. They're just small Little, things. They can only hit Japan, not Hawaii. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> right, while well. the president's in Japan. Right, uh, right. And it's okay. And he sided with him. And now, first of all, 
I don't know if it was Kim or if it was someone like supposedly in his delegation who who allegedly said Joe Biden had a low IQ. Which, by the way, who talks about people's IQ? Right. We know. Right. I know some one guy who's obsessed with talking about people's IQ. Guys with low IQ tend to be worried about other people's IQ. I'm just saying. And and Donald Trump's the only person I've ever heard use that as an insult. Right. I mean, since I was in the seventh grade. He's a very low IQ. Who even knows their IQ? It's like... He's not telling the truth if he says his is high. No. So he's... I'm sure that's what his mommy told him, though. Right, right, right. I didn't all of our mothers, right? Although my mother said, your brother's IQ is very high. (laughs) Um, And yours is fine. But... But he says this about, you know, they said this about Biden, and now he says, well, I was trying to defend him. But, yeah, you're right. This is what he says to not just on a foreign soil and with a, a foreign you know head of state. This is our enemy. I mean, they killed an American, right? So, yeah. you know, Otto Warmbur's, you know, family is, has to look on while the president, you know, cavorts with the people who murdered their son. I mean, th- these are not our friends, right? So, and Joe Biden is a, a great American, whether you agree with his politics or not. Absolutely. One of the so, best Americans who served this Americans country for, for forever, his entire life. And his children, you know, are, are in the military. And I mean, it, you know, he's a middle class warrior. I mean, all these great things, right? Yeah. And, and he reaches across the aisle, like, to my annoyance, more than I would. Right. Like, he, right. He's. That's one of the things people in his own party have a problem with him about. He's desperately trying to find Republicans that he could befriend, right? Right. This is this guy's dream is to have a guy he goes to lunch with every day who's a Republican. Right. And that's the person. It won't be Mitch McConnell when he becomes president. He will learn quickly that he has to wring that turkey neck because it is he is the worst human being, I think, on the planet. Well, funnily enough, you bring up Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, who is shockingly revised his, his theory on judicial you know, nominations, and now thinks that in the last year of Trump's term, you know, in this case, it would be completely okay oh, yeah. to confirm a Supreme Court. Because he has no standards. He has well, he, sh- situational ethics and right. no standards. Right. And he's, you know, compromised by Russia. I mean, he also, you know, has very bizarre Russian connections and Russian companies moving to his state, you know, after, uh, you know, mysteriously voting. And, you know, I mean, all of these people have these ties that, God forbid, you know, Hillary Clinton knows somebody who who once sold steel, you know, to China. I mean, it's right. just this constant, the hypocrisy is what is very maddening. And I don't know how you I, I can't tell. This is, this is my, my, I think what my role in this election is is to point out hypocrisy whenever I can. So have you my ever had someone say like, yeah, you know what that is. I I have, and I've even yeah. had like hosts on Fox say, yeah, I guess you're right on the air that that happened, but it's different not now. Tucker Carlson. No, not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Tucker Carlson shuts up or makes that Tucker face when that happens, but right. it's right, right. It, it does happen. And and I think that like you know everybody says, why do you keep going on Fox? Why do you keep going on Fox? I go. I'm just trying to get people to think, man. I don't think I'm going to win the war there. Right. But I'm if I could get a few of them to say, yeah, no, you're right. I'm thinking about that now in a different way. If I could change 1%. No, absolutely. I, I win. No, yeah. I was telling a friend that I was on your show today, and actually my best friend who lives 
in Connecticut where I grew up. Actually, was in New York. Right? Well, you know, you could hear me in Connecticut on 103.9 FM. Hello. <laughs> nice plug. But I said that. I said, you know, he's on Fox. He said, oh. And I said, no, you know what? He does. He fights them. I mean, he's getting this idea out there. You know, Mayor Pete did very well. Did great. In, he did great. And I, I respect both sides on that issue of... You know, you don't see Donald Trump holding forums on MSNBC, and I'm sure they'd be perfectly happy to have him. So I got to tell you something. I have been getting that. recognized by some interesting people that I would not have thought are Fox viewers. And I, I'm on, I've only been on Fox. I've been, like, approached by CNN lately, but they yeah. haven't booked me. Yeah. And yeah. it's... I'm on... A, I've been on on Saturdays. So yeah. You, you. Oh, you've been doing regular CNN on Saturdays. Yeah. Oh, great. I got to look for you. You got to make sure yeah. you text me when you're on. But uh, yes. But I, I like like uh, well, for example, I, I came home early today and my cleaning person was in my house and she was <laughs> watching Fox. Awful entry, by the way, to a story, but all right. Yeah, she was watching Fox. You must be I mean, maybe you're cleaning ladies a, a I one think percenter. Maybe she just thought that because I'm on Fox she should watch Fox and she Oh, was, that's nice. It's part of that. Maybe that's it. And I you know, I've been having many people of color come up to me um, and telling me that they see me on Fox and they love me on Fox and they don't always agree with me, but they really do enjoy it. So they're, I mean, they're not just trolling the other side to see, because I do know people who say, I watch Fox to see what they're saying. I you know. No, I think these are Fox viewers. Like believers. Well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think that there are more people watching Fox than we think. Uh, and different well, demographics. Yeah, the ratings are obviously. Yeah, no, I mean the ratings are great. Right, and there are. Listen, Chris Wallace. I mean, there are people on Fox who are not sycophants. I mean, Brett Bear was, you know, this week saying, "Look, Mueller's basically saying that the president committed a crime." I mean, you know, they get it. There the, are people who are telling. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, Shep Smith, I think, is one of the best reporters in the the best journalist anchors in the business. Who? Uh, Shepard Smith. Yes. You, you know, yes. I think he's fantastic, and I, you know, and I, I you know, I, I never can do his show because he's on the middle of the day. But it's, it's a, you know, it's a, he's a, he's a true, you know, journalist trying to get to the right, truth, right. and he'll call it out. And right. and you know, there are guys like Judge Napolitano who I don't always agree with, but he's he's right on the law. He's been and, very outspoken. Yes, about it. Right. and and he's but, a true libertarian, which you know, a lot of people go on Fox and pretend to be libertarians, but they're really Republicans. So right. they're Republicans who support legalized weed. Uh, and, and so you know, lucky John them. Keener, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, but but the problem, I, I guess, you know, for these, the, there's not a lot of percentage in them not, you know, sucking up or playing that game because look at, like you said, Justin Amash. I mean, he's getting, you know, hate tweets and, you know, God forbid, even, you know, Megan McCain is now getting, you know, targeted. I mean, these are people who. It's, there is, there's. Are, are, you they're hardcore Republicans. You can't you can't judge what people really think by Twitter. I'm learning that every single day because it is yeah. so wrong. Uh, people that, are just yeah. angry on Twitter. All right, especially the Bernie Bros. Yeah, the right. Bernie right. Bros. And All they right. might be Bernie bots. There's All right, them. Janet Johnson at Jay Johnson Law on Twitter. One of my favorite guests on this show. It's been way too long. I think this is I the do. longest I've gone without talking to you, and it's um. been—it was very sad for me. Uh, <laughs> check her out on HLN on Saturdays. Now on CNN. If you follow her on Twitter at Jay Johnson Law on Twitter, you'll know exactly when and where she's appearing. <laughs> uh, and she's one of my favorite guests. Anything you want to plug? 
Well, I mean, you just said it, you know, those things. And um, no, I, I, I don't really have anything else except, you know, don't check your 401k tomorrow because the Dow is already down 200 points tonight. And it might so. be down even more because we've been talking for a half an hour and, and it, it could have <laughs> right. changed. Janet right. Johnson, I love you. Thank you. Come back soon. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That's my, uh, my interview with my political soul sister, Janet Johnson. We touched on everything, man. We touched on the economy. We touched on impeachment. We touched on Mueller. So much to talk about. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Wrapping it up. Let's see what happens this week. I mean, over the weekend, he was in England embarrassing us there. Let's see what happens. Congress is still out, I believe, for another week. So they come back. What do they do? Uh, Clearly, there's been a movement towards impeachment. I don't know that we're quite there yet. I think that the president has an opportunity right now to start cooperating with Congress, turn over the documents and allow the people to testify that Congress has been asking for, and then we won't have impeachment. We'll have a uh, kind of pseudo impeachment where the Congress does its oversight without the president obstructing it. And I'm still waiting for somebody on the right to stand up and call the tariffs what they are, a tax, like I did on Saturday night, if you saw me on Janine Pirro's show. It's a tax. It is a tax. A tariff is a tax. And it's not just on avocado toast, as they're trying to make it out to be. A lot of people eat guacamole. A lot of produce other than avocados come through Mexico. Bananas, grapes, you name it. A lot of car parts. There are a lot of things coming across that border every single day that average everyday Americans use that are going to cost 5 to 25%, maybe even 50% more. And that, my friends, is a tax. It's not the market that's doing it to you. It's the president that's doing it to you. Anyway, remember, seek the truth. Question everyone and question everything, even me, America, but especially this president and everything he's doing. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.